Let's take our Bible and go to the book of Acts in the 13th chapter for a few minutes this morning. Acts 13, we'll be looking at the first three verses, and that will lead us down to the Lord's Supper, and we will conclude this service by taking of the bread and taking of the cup, and we will remember the broken body of our Lord and the shed blood of King Jesus for your salvation and for mine. If you're a believer, we invite you to this table, and we will be there in a moment as we uh, share those elements with you. But getting our hearts prepared for that, in Acts 13, I began reading in verse 1 and read the first three verses of this marvelous chapter that we'll be in for the next few weeks in our uh, journey through the book of Acts. We find Luke's pen writing, and you listen now because this is indeed the word of our great God. Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Notice that first verse. Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there. We've been sharing with you. We often talk of Jerusalem, but the real thrust of the New Testament moved from Jerusalem to Antioch in southeastern Turkey today when you look on a map. This church is not there, but it's about to be there. There is a rebuilding going on of this church right now. Some of our partners are working in Antioch. I saw video from there this week with a backhoe of reestablishing a presence in uh, this city of Antioch. And it was there that the gospel took off and spread around the world. And it was at that church that they gathered, baptizing, and no doubt, taking the Lord's Supper. How'd they do it? They gather up like we did and pass it out around? I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can take the Lord's Supper. I remember my friend sharing with me and Communist Romania, that they were in jail and they took the Lord's Supper. They took it invisibly. They had no bread, they had no cup. They said, just in your mind, remember. And, and they would pass the bread and take a piece and pass it. They didn't have anything. And they remembered the Lord's death until he came again. Oh, my soul and mercy. I've shared with you so many times about uh, my friends coming uh, in to Romania from Moldova, and 
wanting to come there years ago when we had worked and they wanted to come take the Lord's Supper. They had called a meeting and they didn't know if they could even get in the country. They got there, the gentleman said, God gave me a word. And he got to the garden, he said, why do you want in? He said, our elder brother is called a family meeting because our father has died and we're here to talk about the inheritance. He said, come in. Today, we find that the father's called a family meeting, the elder brother's died, and he's here to discuss our inheritance. Hallelujah. What does it say? Well, it's at the church in Antioch. Disciples were made. They were baptized. And they no doubt observed the Lord's Supper uh, and equipped people as they taught the Word of God. Well, let's think of the table for just a moment. Before we come to it in Antioch, what did we find at the table in Antioch? It's what we should find at the table in Pensacola at Olive Baptist Church today. Four things I want you to see. First of all, I want you to see the unity, the unity at the table. Uh, there were prophets and teachers, and then they named five uh, of the leaders that were there. But there's a great unity as these come together as one. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 18 and 19, church, Paul said in discussing the Lord's table, he said, when I come, I hear that there are factions and divisions among you, and these things ought not be. Before you come to this table today, if you have ought against one of your brothers in the Lord, you need to make that right. Make sure that forgiveness emanates out of your heart so that you are one together woven like strands making a basket. We come together as one, not over here and over there, and I don't like her, and he said this. Paul said, let there be no faction or division, but come together in unity. Oh, the unity at the table. Forgive one another if need be. Secondly, is the variety, the variety at the table. Notice the variety of gifts. There were prophets and there were teachers, and no doubt there were pastors and there were evangelists that you could add to that, but he says there are prophets and teachers. Different functions. People in this church have different functions. The choirs just come down. We have singers and some that should, in Jesus' name, never sing. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, we have people that serve here but don't do that. We have others that do this and don't do that. You, you see, there's a variety of giftedness within the church. There are prophets. There are teachers. There are evangelists. There are pastors. And together we, we do this. And then he names five. And oh my goodness, the variety that we find. There's Barnabas, there's Simeon, there's Lucius, there's Mannion, there's Saul. Two of these we know well, the first and the last, Barnabas and Saul. And then there are three that are in the middle that we can guess some things about, but we know very little about it. Church, do you know it's really not important if anybody knows your name? There is a name we need to know. His name is Jesus. Now, we should love one another and know one another. That's why we have small groups in this church, connection groups. 
Say, Pastor, I bet you don't even know my name. Well, some people, I don't know your name. But it is important someone know your name. That's why you ought to be in a small group, a connection group around here. And you get to know one another. But here are three listed that we know very little about. Think about the variety with these five that are here. First of all is, of course, Barnabas. He's a Levite. We preached about him a couple of times already coming through Acts. Uh, he's probably from the island of Cyprus because he had land there. You know, he sold land. He brought it, and he was a great giver and a great encourager. So we know that Barnabas is a Levite. Then, then we find Simeon, who is called Niger. Uh, that word in the Greek speaks of a darker complexion. Uh, he probably uh, is a gentleman, maybe with an African lineage, we're not sure, but he has wound up here in Antioch. When you go to Mark 15, 21, there's another Simeon. He's from the same place as this gentleman, and he may be the same one. You remember when they whipped Jesus and almost killed him before they crucified him? Uh, they had beat him, and he was carrying his cross, and he fell, and the soldier said, Hey, you! Carry the cross. Who was that? That was Simeon. Could it be that this is the Simeon, the same? Could it be that that one who shouldered the cross is now a prophet or a teacher in the church at Antioch? I can tell you this. Before you lead the church, you need to take up your cross and follow Jesus. He had two little boys, Alexander and Rufus. Mark talks about that. They're watching their daddy. He carries the cross for Christ. Alexander and Rufus. Paul mentions a Rufus in Romans 16. Could it be that that little boy then saw what his daddy did and grew up in the faith and then began? We don't know, but it sure seems odd that a Rufus was seeing the cross, and now a Rufus is with the Apostle Paul. It's important that you raise up these little ones. I, I got pictures from my son-in-law yesterday. Sent me a picture as our deacons were preparing the elements of the Lord's Supper. He brought his children, my two granddaughters, and they were over. They made pictures as they were helping put together the elements that you'll take here in a moment. I thought, my goodness, that's the way you raise up children, to love the Lord and love the church. Maybe Simeon, this man of dark complexion. Thirdly is Lucius. He's from Cyrene. We know that's North Africa. Uh, we don't know a lot about him, but could it be the same Lucius that is mentioned in Romans 16, 21 that came to help Paul? Could be this man? Maybe. We don't know. Uh, you know, people... Just because you say John, I mean, you could have many of those, or uh, Lucius, a common name. But together, they get, then Mannion, Mannion, <laughs> he's the foster brother of Herod. This is a man of privilege. Many people in the church were poverty, but not this man. He was a man of privilege. He, he's the foster brother. He's the close man with Herod. Do you know, church, don't miss this. The up and out need the gospel just as much as the down and out. As a matter of fact, that old boy that's got a big bank account, it's a little harder sometimes to reach him than it is the down and out. 
because he begins to think, I got it all together. But one day, you know how much of it he's going to leave, don't you? He's going to leave it all. He's going to stand naked before Jesus just like you will. Nothing in my hand I bring simply to the cross I cling. But here's Mannion, this man of privilege. He's come to the table. Then, of course, Saul is there, the great servant of the church with a Jewish background. Why, they didn't even know who he really was. He's been teaching some in the church here, and Barnabas has been encouraging. But here is going to be the great prophet, and God's going to... Re- Do you know that people who serve in great ways start in small ways? That's where Saul was. He'll become the apostle Paul quickly, but for these first five years, he's just almost a nobody in the church. Oh, what great variety we find at the table. As a matter of fact, you and you, 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 you're welcome at the table if you first come to Christ. There's great unity that brings us together because Christ is the reason. Then there's great variety because we're so different when we come. Thirdly, I I want you to see what I call the ministry, the ministry at the table. Look look, look at it right here in verse number 2. While they were ministering to the Lord. Isn't that an interesting phrase? I didn't know you had to minister to the Lord. This word minister here that is translated in verse 2 of the New American Standard, in other translations, while they were worshiping the Lord, the root word of this is our word liturgy. Liturgy, to be liturgical. It's about worship as we come together here. They were ministering, public worship and fasting. Mm. When you come to this table, you don't have eyes for anybody else. You just have eyes for Jesus. Amen. And you worship the King of kings and Lord of lords and lift him up. You see, you don't come sit there and these people up here, they're not here to, quote, entertain. They're here to help lead you and gather us all up in one spirit to lift our voices in praise and worship unto King Jesus. And it's okay if you do this. You glorify his name. They were liturgical, and there was this ministry at the table. But then number four, not only we see the unity at the table altogether, the variety at the table, the ministry at the table. Number four, we find the activity, the activity at the table. Notice it uh, there uh, in the latter part of verse 2, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Verse 3, then when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. This begins the great missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul. This is the launching pad at the Lord's table. They are there, and then they're praying, and they're fasting, and the Holy Spirit said, I have chosen them, and I'm going to send them away. Any of you read Oswald Chambers? Did you read him this morning? It was in my quiet time this morning. I'm reading, and I'm like, That's my sermon. 
he's preaching my stuff. But he wrote this way before I got this message. So I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm preaching Oswald's stuff today. <laughs> he's in a little series of five devotionals on the word go, 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 go five times. If you have ought against your brother, leave your gift and go. But in today's text, he is saying go with the gospel. As a matter of fact, Oswald Chambers said this morning, you are not fit for Christian kingdom activity until you have bowed your life before God and said, Lord... Where would you have me go? Amen. Where would God have you go? And they surrendered their life to go. Paul and Barnabas are about to go. And hear me, church, everybody in here, every one of us are sent with the gospel. This is not a preacher's job. This is a church's job. This is all of us together. We go with the gospel. That is the activity at the table. When you leave this place in a moment and you go out those doors, you go with the gospel. I'm going back to Antioch here in months and years to come. I'm going to make a trip to Antioch. Going to Turkey. God lets me live. I'm I'm going there. God makes a way, I'm, I'm going to go and see that place. I've been all over that area, but I've never been to Antioch. I, I, where they went from, I'm going to go to. I want to kneel down in that dirt and say, Lord, send me. I, I want to come to that place and just say, Lord, send me. Where, where you want me to go? I talked to a guy this week. He's a travel agent. He's called me trying to get up some stuff to do. And I said, can you get me to Antioch? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he began to talk. And I said, no, no, no. You got the wrong Antioch. Not, not that one. I said, I'm talking about the one in Turkey. He said, mmm. Yep, I can get you there. I said, amen. You're the guy I want to talk to. He said, you have to get on Turkish Airlines and go here and then over yonder and down so good, work on it. I said, you get your mind right and the price right, I may talk to you. <laughs> These people, they, they, they just met in house churches. They didn't have anything like this. But they gathered at a table, no doubt, with great variety. I'm going to ask our deacon officers and two of our staffers to come. I've changed up the, and just come to your seats right now, gentlemen, if, if you would. I've, I've asked them to come. And usually we just have our deacon chairman. Adam is away today, and Steve is stepping in as our deacon chairman-elect for next year. Hugh is our vice chairman. Then I asked two of our pastoral team to be here with us and then myself because there were five in Acts 13 I just wanted five here today this is all symbolic it, it's the broken body of our Lord 
The symbol is the bread. The cup is the shed blood. It's the symbol. Well, I want you to look here. I want you to see the, the five of us. Think of that. Huey grew up here. He, he, he's here. I mean, he just comes right up here. Think of John. Not from these parts. Steve's been here a long time, but really Indiana is root. Sean from South Africa coming here. And my home in rural northeast Alabama. Somebody came in this morning, shook my hand. Said, I'm, I'm just a visitor here down from Albertville, Alabama. I said, oh, you're from Sand Mountain. He said, huh? I said, yeah, I, I know. I said, it's the wrong end of the mountain. You ought to be up on the other end, but that, that's all right. We'll still let you come to church. Friend, it doesn't matter where you're from. It matters where you're going. And when you come to Christ, and, and listen to me now, today, today, there's some of you in this room ought to join Olive Baptist Church. You're already saved, you've been back, and you need to join up. You need to meet me right out there on the floor. You need to put your membership in this church today. It's time to get up off of the pew and come be a part of the family and let's go together. We need you and you need us. I invited a young man here the other day. He came. I, I can't hardly get him to come back. He said, well, that's such a big place. I said, just get in a small group. You'll be fine. We need you. If God's going to use us to do what God's called us to do, we need you. And I need you to come be a part of our family. I want you to meet me right there in the forest. Some of you have never been saved. You never said yes to Jesus. You need to be saved then. We're going to help you with that. There's some things we believe around here, and we always share this before we come to the table. And I'm going to ask everybody to rise. And as you stand, we're going to share together this we believe. And after uh, we do this, then I'm going to call on John uh, Huff to pray, and he's going to pray over the bread, over the broken body of our Lord. And John, you can use that mic right there, and uh, he'll be praying over us when we come back for the cup. Brother Sean's going to pray, and in just a moment, our deacons will distribute uh, the broken bread unto you. And then you hold it, and we will all remember and take it together. Hear me. The Bible says, let a man, a woman examine themselves. If you are not in the faith, get in the faith. If you're away from Jesus, come running home to Jesus. Let this supper bring you home to where you need be. What is it we believe? Well, we share this together when we come to the Lord's table, you read it aloud with me. Then, John Huff, you pray for us. Repeat with me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the church of the living God, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Brother John. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just pause to remember your son Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Lord, we're thankful for the bread of life, Lord, that sustains us and saves us, Lord, and we're thankful for the body of Christ that was broken on our behalf. Lord, we remember out of obedience, Lord, but out of grateful hearts, Lord, for what you've done. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be repentant, that we'd be reliant upon you, Lord, and that we would rest in the promises of who you are, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your body, Lord. Thank you for breaking it for us. In Jesus' name, amen. As you remain standing just a moment, be reminded that the body was broken, broken for you. He went to Calvary. They crushed him. He took your sin and atoned for what you could not atone for. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You be seated. Gentlemen, come and Let's serve the bride of Christ. Let's sing this together. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. That he would give his only son to make a wretched Christ. 
should I gain? Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my stretched out he did it for you glory to God what a savior he did for you what you couldn't do for yourself I encourage you today to be grateful unto the Lord take and eat all of it Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of our sin. Sean, I'm going to ask you to lead us and let's give thanks for the cup. Be grateful to God for his goodness. Father, what man would die for sinful men like us? Only Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. We thank you today for your blood that washes white as snow. And Father God, here and now, your blood still flows from Calvary's cross, which is so mighty to save, that brings the wandering one home. Father, today we remember the power of the blood. And thank you, dear God, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And if we come, dear God, today, bowing in your presence, thanking you father that blood is still mighty to save i pray as we remember the blood that was shed for us help us now to partake and to give you all praise glory and honor in jesus name amen amen and amen gentlemen come and serve the bride of christ Sing this church. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
see nothing but the blood of Jesus. Fill my cleansing this my plea. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the more nothing nothing but the blood of the shedding our Lord's blood there'd be no forgiveness but thank God he went to Calvary for you shed his blood what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of King Jesus be grateful today remember and drink all of it This morning I got a picture on email from the Ukraine. There were five people standing in white robes ready to be baptized, take their stand for Christ. 
Our good friend, Elijah Sorito, sent me that picture over in Romania. He said, pray for these. They are taking a bold stand in a war-torn area. We've been ministering to them, and this day they are being baptized, joining the family of faith, standing for Christ. Where are you today? Have you taken your stand? Have you united with the church? Have you come to faith in Christ? It's not easy here, but it's a lot easier here than in the Ukraine this morning. But it's not about being hard or easy. It's about being right or wrong. Jesus says, come unto me. Come unto me. All ye that are weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We invite you to come today. In a moment, John's going to sing, and when he sings, I'm going to ask Sean and John to make their way to the foyer. They'll be glad to greet you out there at Next Steps. I'm going to stand right here with our deacon leaders. If you need Christ, you need a church, and I'm exhorting you today to join this family. We do this, especially around the Lord's table. It's time to do that. Some of you have been waiting. Today's the day. Now's the hour. This is the moment. It's a good day to come and unite with a body called Olive. So make your way here today. And let's say yes to the one who said yes to the cross for us.